Welcome to the Generational Clash Pod. Helping bridge the generational gap everywhere. The NBA playoff bracket is set, and we got a few interesting first-round matchups and at least one play-in game. But before getting started on all that, let's take some time to acknowledge those who are not marching on. Greg Popovich and the San Antonio Spurs for the first time in 22 years. That's just incredible when you think about it. The first time since 1997, the Spurs are not going to be a part of the postseason. I mean, I wasn't even born yet. Michael Jordan was still winning titles with the Chicago Bulls. LeBron James was in middle school. That's just remarkable. But I mean, hey, last time they missed the playoffs, they struck lottery gold in the form of Tim Duncan. Maybe the ping pong balls bounce their way again. I mean, there is a center out there from Memphis named James Wiseman that some experts are comparing to former Spurs great David Robinson. I'm still a little bummed that we're not going to see Phoenix in the playing game. The Suns are the only team to go 8-0 inside the bubble. Their first eight-game winning streak since 2010. And not for nothing, I was nowhere near done with my Devin Booker fix yet. This is a guy that the diehards knew about for quite some time. He's a max guy. Youngest guard in NBA history to reach 7,000 points, surpassing the late, great Kobe Bryant. But I feel the bubble introduced him to casual NBA fans. And whenever school starts back again, if school starts back again, we're going to see tons of kids sporting that Devin Booker jersey. But you're 100% right. There's definitely still some interesting matchups in the first round. Boston and Philly, the Pacers and the Heat, Thunder and the Rockets, and most likely the Lakers and the Blazers. But it's the one we're not going to see that's getting to me. The two best players in this eight-game stretch. My pick for co-MVPs of the bubble, Dame and Devin. And because of the freaking Memphis Grizzlies, we're not going to get to see it. So the bubble just got a little darker today than it was yesterday. But keep your head up, Phoenix. Your future is still as bright as the sun. And I mean, I feel like Philly is one of them teams that people were high on going into the bubble, myself included. But due to some injury circumstances, everybody seems to be abandoning ship. But I'm not quite ready to do so. I mean, I'm not picking them to go to the finals by any means. I believe it's Giannis's year. But even without Ben, if Joel Embiid stays healthy, and that is a big if, I still give them a chance to at least beat Boston. And now from the NBA to some MMA, the trilogy is here. Almost a year to the date of the second fight that saw Stipe reclaim the UFC heavyweight title. And I for one can't be more excited because for the longest time, I didn't believe we were going to get to see this rubber match. The whole COVID outbreak that forced the gyms to shut down, Fighters not being able to train the way that high-class fighters like these two would need to train before facing off against one another. And then add in the fact that Stipe, as a first responder, was busy saving lives in these strange times. These all gave me reason for doubt. But now it's here and I'm sold. The main event alone gets my 64.95. I'm not saying that's all that UFC 252 is by any means. I'm intrigued by Sean O'Malley. He gives me crazy Connor Jorge Masvidal vibes. And Junior Dos Santos versus Rosenstrike should be fun. But you had me at DC Stipe 3. I for one believe this is a legacy fight for DC. I know people out there may think I'm crazy. I can hear them now. DC's legacy is set in stone win or lose. He was a double champ. I get it, people. 
but great fighters win rematches. Not enough can be said about when you're staring across the ring or the octagon at a fighter who already took your head off. That's when your championship medal is, is, is tested. And great fighters nine times out of 10 make the adjustments and rise to the occasion. That's what makes them great. For example, Holyfield, Riddick Bowe, Ali, Smokin' Joe, Sugar Ray, Roberto Duran, Lennox Lewis, despite two losses on his record, defeated every man he ever faced because he avenged them losses. Stipe has done that. DC is not. Now the ball is in DC's court, and if he fails to win at 252, he retires not as great, but is really good, and not for nothing. DC was a big deal upon his arrival in the UFC. Highly decorated collegiate athlete, member of the U.S. national team, medaled in the Pandan Games and the World Championships. A guy that I picked to beat John Jones, not once, but twice. And on the other hand, Stipe Miocic. He's probably accomplished more than anyone outside of strong style MMA have ever dared to dream. He's a two-time UFC heavyweight champ, longest reigning UFC heavyweight champ. That's why I feel like the pressure falls firmly on DC. If he wins, he rides off into the sunset. Instant GOAT status. If he loses, he falls down that list quite a bit. As for Stipe, with a win, he's defending the title against Nagano in six months. With a loss, he's fighting for the vacant title against Nagano in about six months. All right, everyone, now it's that time of the pod where we switch things up and talk about something other than sports. And in honor of UFC 252, plus the release of UFC 4 on Xbox One and PlayStation 4 game consoles, we are going to talk about UFC's top five entrance songs. And Dad, I'm going to let you go first. At number five, I got Anderson Silva, Ain't No Sunshine by DMX. Ain't no sunshine when it's at number four, I got Frankie Yeager kicking the door by the notorious B.I.G. At number three, I got Chris Wyman, cause I won't back down by Tom Petty. At number two, heavyweight champ Stipe Miocic Till I Die by MGK. Number one, the notorious Conor McGregor, Foggy Dude slash Hypnotized by Sinead O'Connor slash Notorious B.I.G. For me, coming in at number five, I have Thug Rose coming out to Get It by Run the Jewel. Penny, any any sanity, any chance for humanity's landing on At number four is Conor McGregor, Foggy Dew slash Hypnotize. At number three, I got Uriah Faber's California Love by Tupac. As my number two, Stipe, of course, coming out to Till I Die by MGK. And finally, at number one, I have Ronda Rousey coming out to Bad Reputation by Joanne Jett. I can't get mad at that list at all, man. I do think you should have Foggy Dude just a little bit higher, though, because we're all Irish when Connor comes out to that on fight night. 
Every time I hear that song, it makes me want to run to the kitchen and get a shot of proper 12. So there you have it, everyone. I guess that's where generations kind of clash. Be safe, everyone. Don't forget to wash your hands, social distance, and sanitize. And in the words of Diggable Planet, we out, we out, we out.